This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning and thank you for joining us for the program. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastruam. And I'd like to preach to you today from the book of Acts, chapter number 10, about a man named Cornelius. The title of this sermon is Almost There. Starting in verse 1, it says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Now, if you know the story, you know that Cornelius was obedient to that. He sent men to go and find and bring Peter back. Peter was a bit hesitant at first because these were Gentiles. But nevertheless, he went. He had received those visions from the Lord that he should not call things common or unclean after God had cleansed it. So Peter went and he began to preach to these Gentiles. And before Peter could even finish his sermon, matter of fact, it was just at the beginning of his sermon, these Gentiles repented. They believed what Peter was saying about the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came down and those Gentiles had gotten saved. When Peter got back to Jerusalem and was telling the brethren there about this story, those, those men in Judea, those Jews said, Hey, Peter, man, I, I'm not so sure you're supposed to be preaching to Gentiles. Peter told them the whole story. And when he's, he's relating the story to them, he tells them that Cornelius was told by God to send for Peter. And in Acts 11 and verse 14, he says, Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So what I want to point out to you is that Cornelius, although he was what we as people of the world would consider maybe a good man, he was not a saved man. He was almost there, but he wasn't there. There was a man one time, a Pharisee, that asked Jesus about the greatest commandment in the law. Jesus answered him, And he said, the greatest commandment in the law is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And and that Pharisee said, uh, thou hast answered correctly. That's a good answer. He said, because to love God is more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. You know what Jesus' response to that man was? You are not far from the kingdom of God. Now, if you're that Pharisee and you hear that, you know what you have to think? I'm almost there. That Pharisee was on the right path. He was pointing in the right direction, but he wasn't there yet. We read in Acts chapter 10 that Cornelius was a devout man. That means he was religious. He was devoted. He was faithful to his religious practice. 
He was religious, but friend, he wasn't saved. We read that he gave much alms to the people, whether that's food, money, clothing, whatever it is. This man gave not just alms, he gave much alms to the people. He was an extremely generous man. But listen, he was generous, but he wasn't saved. We read at the end of the verse that Cornelius prayed to God always. Listen, he was a prayerful man. He was faithful at it. He didn't just pray here and there. He prayed to God always. So he was a prayerful man, but he wasn't a saved man. You can be religious. You can be generous. You can be prayerful. You can fear God. This man did. He tried to live a clean life. That, that's what would uh, be involved in fearing God as you're concerned about what God thinks of you. You're, you want your behavior to be pleasing to God. That's part of fearing God. So this man was religious. He was clean living. He was generous. He was prayerful. But friend, he was not saved. You know what he was? Almost there. Friend, there has to come a time in your life that you stop trusting the best that you can do and start trusting the best that God has done. You say, what is the best that God has done? He sent his, his beloved son, his only begotten son. Jesus lived a perfect sinless life, 33 and a half years, not one sin, and then willingly offered himself on the cross. That is the best that God has done. So you have to take your faith out of your devotion of your fear of God, of your generosity, of your prayerfulness, and say, I'm trying, but what I'm trying will never be enough. My righteousness will never be enough to save me. I've got to take my faith out of what I'm doing and put my faith in the truth of what God's revealing to me. And what he's revealing, friend, is the gospel of Christ. The Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your background is. It doesn't matter what religion you were raised with. No religion is enough. None of them. Going to a certain church, not enough. Giving a lot of money, not enough. It could very well be that you have made a genuine effort to make yourself right in the sight of God. But friend, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. You're almost there. You need to take that final step, just like Cornelius did. Call for the preacher. Tell me how to be saved and know it. You know what Peter preached when he showed up in Cornelius' house? He showed up and he said, I want to tell you, about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Peter gives a short and brief history about Jesus coming to the earth and what he did, how he died, how God raised him from the dead. And then as Peter was just getting going, he says to him, to Jesus, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins, forgiveness of sins. When Cornelius heard that, he knew, I'm not gonna be forgiven because of all the good things I'm doing. Forgiveness is found in a person. I hear it all the time. People say, you know, well, I know I've done some bad things, but God's merciful. If I just ask him to forgive me, he will. No, friend, that's not how forgiveness works. Somebody has to pay for your sins. Forgiveness is found in a person. You need to repent. What does that mean? 
change your mind and say, what I'm doing is not enough. What Jesus did is enough. In him, I can find forgiveness for my sins. A great example of this is the Apostle Paul. Paul tells us in Philippians 3 verse 4, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. So he says, if if you want to talk about things that you've accomplished that could possibly save you, I could one-up you. I could tell you more. And then he gives us a list. Verse 5, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. And, and guys, Pharisees were big into the law. Right? I'm not saying they all kept it. I'm not saying they had it right, but they, they heavily emphasized it. In verse 6, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. What a testimony. Paul said, when it, when it came to my religion, that is the Jewish religion, you're not going to find somebody more dedicated than me. And then he says, verse 7, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Paul, before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul was almost there. Paul genuinely wanted to make God happy, and he thought the way to do that was to continue following the Jewish religion and persecute anybody that believed in Christ. Once he met the resurrected Christ, Paul repented. Paul changed his mind. There was a change of heart, and he said, I'd gladly count any good thing you can say about me. I count that but dung. That's all useless. I count it loss. My righteousness is not enough. I was almost there. But now, through Christ, I am there. I'm accepted in the beloved. You know, the old saying is, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. If you've ever played horseshoes, you know, you toss that horseshoe at that metal stake driven in the ground. And if it gets close enough, you can get a point. You throw that hand grenade and... God forbid, I hope that's not something that many of you have done, but you throw that hand grenade, you don't have to hit the target precisely. You just get it close and the damage will be done. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Friend, when it comes to the kingdom of God, you don't want to be almost there. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Friend, maybe today you're a good man as far as what the world would consider a good man. And maybe you're better than most, but if you're not saved, friend, you will not enter the kingdom of God. One day you'll hear Jesus say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't want you to be almost there. I want you to be all the way in Christ. If you've never been saved, but you'd like to know more about this, please feel free to contact us. You can find our details at bbcpotch.com or you can follow us on our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch.
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.